Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. With Neil Humphreys in the studio this morning. Neil, welcome to Saturday morning, as Thank always. Thank you. Always a pleasure. You know that. Nice to have you here. Singaporeans spend more time on property searches online yes. than reading bedtime stories to their children. This yes. just came out uh, last week or so. Not surprised? Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be surprised if you were surprised, Glenn, to be very honest with you. I'll tell you one twist to this study that came out, though. They spend more time looking at property than than, uh, reading bedtime stories even when they're not actually in the market to buy or rent. Know, know, just just looking. I know. It's like looking <laughs> at dating figure? sites when you're married, right? You're married. What do you need a dating site for? You're on Tinder. You've got your wife sitting next to you, and you're looking at Tinder. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was a recent survey. Singaporeans spend an average of 3.29 hours each week on property-related window shopping. Reading property magazines. There were other magazines I used to read when I was young, Glenn, that were much more interesting. I'm put, not going into detail. Put under the mattress generally Those during the day. Those are the ones, yeah. yes. Okay. But I didn't gotcha. go, oh, look at that window. <laughs> look at that dressing board. Look at that table and chairs. But yes. 11,000 people polled across 10 countries, including 1,000 respondents from Singapore. So it's not just Singaporeans, apparently, who are guilty of this uh, in this HSBC uh, study that was done. The decision to buy is often impulsive. 36% decided on property purely on first impressions. This was the, the, the larger survey on uh, property buying habits. Mm. But, my favourite, no, yeah. my favourite stat on that, as I said, <laughs> 3.2 hours each week looking at property. As you rightly mentioned, only 1.03 hours reading bedtime stories. <laughs> but my favourite stat, so again, to clarify, 3.2 hours looking at property, same people, less than an hour speaking to their own parents every week. <laughs> Sounds like my nephew. You know, I just love that. You spend more time looking at bathroom suites than you do talking to the very parents you live with, even in some cases when you own a house. Now, I get some of this because there's an element, my late father-in-law, God bless him, wherever I took him on holiday, Australia, he yep. went to with me, even closer to home, Singapore, Bintan, Batam, he would obsess over the property pages. And I would say to him, you are retired, you have no money, you have your home already, there is no reason whatsoever why you should be looking at two-bedroom units in Batam. And he would say to me, yes, but have you seen how cheap they are? I could do this, I could do that. You're a bus driver from London, you are not moving to Batam. And he'd say, yeah, but you remember last night we was in that bar, did you see all the young women around me? I said, but that's for completely different reasons. They think you're white and rich. We know you're white and not rich, but they don't know that. Ouch. So, you know, he wanted to get the place in Batam and then Bintan. And so I get that preliminary interest in, wow, look how cheap and or expensive this place is in this country. You right. know, when you visit a yeah, place, yeah, yeah. you look at a place. Yeah. But to do it every week, week after week after week, And this is the fascinating Mm. part for me, Mm. Glenn, having grown up in England and lived and worked in Australia, you've travelled. If you're going to look at properties in other countries, at least there's a variety of properties, right? That's true. You can have farmhouses, townhouses, apartments, bungalows, double storeys, duplexes. The list is almost endless. Singapore, we're all in shoeboxes for the most part. Some are very nice shoeboxes. Some are bigger than others. But essentially, 
We're in a shoebox. Okay, let's talk about something that's not a shoebox. James Dyson, the mogul who's behind the bagless vacuum cleaner and the the bladeless uh, fans, we all we all have, have heard of him. He manufacturing a lot of stuff here in Singapore as well. Just picked up Singapore's most expensive penthouse. $73.8 million. Yep. Now, that, that might have been something that people were looking at rather than yeah, telling stories to their kids. Point, because that story <laughs> has gone viral. It's popped up on my news feed. Unbelievable. Dozens of times this week. So the uh, the super penthouse, as it's called, is mm. in uh, Tanjong Pagar, mm. the Wallach Residences, mm. which is Singapore's new tallest building uh, right across from uh, Tanjong Pagar MRT station. So yeah, what well, do you think about that? Well, you probably can guess what I think about Seventy-eight million, it. huh? Or sorry, seventy-three point eight million. Well, there's a backstory that I think not all Singaporeans are familiar with, and that James Dyson, he was a genius inventor. If you want a vacuum cleaner that has no bag in it, James <laughs> Dyson is your man. Is your guy, if that's yeah. the thing that gets you excited, good luck to you. I don't personally get that excited over vacuum cleaners, but he was a prominent and is a prominent Brexiteer mm. in the UK. Mm, mm. Um, he financed, donated a considerable amount of money to the Leave campaign, mm-hmm. saying it would be tremendous for Britain and the British economy if Britain pulls out of the European Union. The referendum takes place. He was a prominent backer. Shock horrors, they win. England, Britain is now leaving the EU. It feels like not five minutes later, it was probably about 18 months, James Dyson makes the decision (laughs) to move the entire headquarters of Dyson, one of the most successful companies in Britain, Britain. from Britain to Singapore. (laughs) We are Money FM. This is all about the money. He says quite openly... It's because Singapore has a lower corporate tax rate yeah. than Britain. He has been very open about this. Yeah. He also says that you know Asia is the 21st century for business and finance, and that may well be true. Mm. But this is a man who said that uh, leaving the European Union would be fantastic for the British economy, fantastic for British jobs. He is now taking those jobs out of Britain to employ, let's be frank, cheaper workers in Singapore, mm. building his vacuum cleaners and his airless dryers in toilets and so on and so on. And he's also set up an entire factory here, research and development right. factory, for his electric, electric car. Electric car, right. All in Singapore after he spent almost a year saying that Brexit will be the greatest <laughs> thing for the British economy ever. But, excuse me, is that the time I'm off to Singapore? Well, he's already know. got a permanent residency. Yep. Well, he's a billionaire. I'm that sure. goes without saying. Yeah. So yeah. that's a done deal. So when you, when you see the, the contrasting medias, it's almost an, an ex- a case study of Media 101, mm. as I mentioned on social media. When you see Singapore's media coverage of this condo deal, it's money, money, money. It's fantastic. $76 million. He's got a wine cellar that has 10,000 bottles of wine or whatever it is. And he has a butler 24-7 and really tacky stuff in my opinion. But, you know, he has this and he has that. And is it woo-woo-woo. Then you see the British media's response completely different. Obviously, the anti-Brexit media, yeah. your broadsheet newspapers, the Independent, um, the Guardian, it's here's another leave-supporting billionaire taking his money out mm. of the UK mm. and putting it in a lower tax haven like Singapore. What a hypocrite. British tabloid media, very pro-Brexit, very difficult. They go, uh, 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 look at Meghan Markle. Look at Meghan Markle. <laughs> Just keep looking at Meghan Markle until this whole thing blows over. Don't talk about James Dyson. Keep looking at Meghan Markle. Well, Mr. Dyson, if you're listening, we would love to come and do a show <laughs> from chance. your 62nd, 63rd, or 64th floor penthouse. You can in, even bring your butler. In the Wallach residences, yep. In the uh, 21,000 square feet that you have, we should be able to find at least a one 
corner somewhere where we can uh, where we can do the show from. Five again, bedrooms. How big is it, Glenn? Just say that again. Twenty one thousand square feet. Five <laughs> bedrooms. A dining room, of course. Wet and dry kitchen. Study living room. Entertainment room. Swimming pool. You know all the usuals that you would expect. Yeah, all the we have in our apartments. Sixty-second <laughs> through the sixty-fourth floor. Well, he has exactly the same stuff. It's just a slightly larger scale. Exactly. I mean, if you've got it, flaunt it. <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.